Hello and welcome to Digital Know How. This podcast series is brought to you by Digital Works Group. Our team of experts are here to share straight talking, no nonsense, practical information and advice for successful digital transformation. Here's episode four with Sophie Fraser and Richard Moorcroft, senior partner at Digital Works Group. We're going to be discussing the topic, is your business ready for innovation? Rich is going to break down what is meant by business innovation and importantly, how organisations can start to get ready for it. Right, well, thanks for joining me today, Rich. I think it's fair to say there's lots of pressure on companies to be innovative. But I think just to sort of wind back a bit, I think it'd be helpful just to sort of debate in simple terms what's meant by business innovation. Yeah, and I think it does mean different things to different businesses. But I think a common understanding is that business innovation is focused around doing things differently. Typically today, that means that business innovation would be using technology, although it doesn't necessarily have to. Doing things in a different way is innovation doesn't necessarily have to have technology, but most people understand business innovation to be about doing new things, applying technology in a different way to achieve growth, cost saving, whether the innovation is targeting. Yeah, that makes sense. This might sound a bit of a, a, an obvious question, but I think it's important to, to cover it. But why, why do you think innovation is so important? Well, as we've seen, in particular in the last 20 years, is the rapid change of the technology landscape, the adoption of mobile phones, pocket computers, whatever you want to call them. The way that people interact with technology has changed dramatically. And innovation, therefore, is, as we were saying, is doing things differently, is changing. The environment that we work in is changing rapidly. So businesses need to innovate and be innovative to keep up with the way that humans are using technology. So you know, it sort of makes sense that businesses to follow the, the changes in human behaviour in that respect. Absolutely. I mean, as I say, I talk about businesses being under, under pressure. Do you think a lot of businesses just don't really know where to start and are, and are basically confused about how to approach innovating? I think so, absolutely. I think it's driven by commentary of what the right thing is to do. And, you know, this business did this, that business did something different. Uh, But actually, businesses need to innovate to protect themselves, but also to disrupt others. Uh, And, you know, innovation could be about uh, making them more efficient, but it could also be making them more environmentally friendly. There's all the different reasons why a business may innovate. And I think those those, uh, drivers are personal to those businesses. So whilst there is pressure for them to innovate, what they need to understand is what's important to them and what's the pressure right now versus the pressure in the future. Yeah, exactly. And I guess once you've decided that you want to innovate, how do you think businesses need to prepare for that innovation? What would the first steps be? Well, I think it's sort of a a clear understanding of your environment today. Uh, and how that might change, essentially meaning what is important for you to change now versus to change in the future, and getting a clear understanding of the value of that change. So whether it be cost savings, whether it be growth of your business, whether it be ecologically more 
environmentally friendly and so on. What are the important strategic factors for you to change? And how innovation can play a part in that. But it isn't necessarily innovation for the sake of innovation isn't what you should be trying to do. You should be innovating to achieve goals, to achieve targets in the short, medium and long term. They should be prioritised. So a little bit like uh, your business plan or your business model. Innovation should align to that and the plans that you have over the coming years. Yeah, so I guess innovation just needs to be on the roadmap of your of your strategy. Just to kind of break things down a little bit, what are the different innovation approaches that exist? The models of innovation? The models of innovation do depend on what it is you're trying to achieve. So let's say for argument's sake you're trying to achieve growth. Then innovation there can be a sort of more of a pilot program where you're testing and retesting and iterating your way to understand what works. Alternatively, if you're trying to save money by uh, improving efficiencies, then you can take a similar approach, but typically the returns are going to be smaller, especially if you're using technology. So we're talking here about how do you, you know, for instance, innovating how you market to customers could see a big growth change and for but not so much of an outlay but innovating how you do what you do you know innovating if you're a manufacturer innovating how you produce your materials that could have quite a significant investment requirement and a more R&D type approach and of course finally the, the the ways is where you combine those two together if you have a new way of manufacturing you may therefore be able to have a new way of marketing or a new way of distribution you know that, that's where both your external you know, connections and external innovation to the outside world, i.e. marketing, your internal uh, uh, mechanics of how you do what you do are combined to deliver uh, a new innovation and business model. And th- those ones can be, can be iterative, but also you could choose to build prototypes you know, separately, independently, whereas I mean, build new business effectively, disrupt yourself. The models of, of innovation do depend on what you're trying to achieve. But fundamentally, they are iterative, R&D-based, or externally disrupting your own uh, capability. In terms of an approach, because obviously at Digital Works Group, we like to break things down. I guess quite often apply a methodology to help businesses sort of go through those processes. Could you just tell me a little bit more about the methodology for business innovation and those steps and how that helps? Yeah. Well, I mean, our our first step is to be really clear about what's important to the business. What is it you're trying to solve through this innovation? Is it a pain point? Is it disruption from a third party? Is it uh, an opportunity you've seen and you want to innovate your business towards that opportunity? It's understanding what are the driving forces behind the need for you to innovate and, and invest in change and using perhaps using technology to do things differently. There are several ways you can do that. You can do a a study approach where you say, actually, we're going to really study our organization and competition in detail and search out opportunity, a research and development type approach. You can have an innovative, what I call skunk works, a a department that go out and trial and test a little bit, sort of like the queue on James Bond, where they're (laughs) trialing and testing lots of different new things all of the time to see which ones work. That's more of a you know agile, uh, fail fast type scenario where you're doing things pragmatically to find out what works well, rather than doing the in-depth research to begin with. And so those are just different methods of trialing. And different things need you know if you're talking about technology and software or customer experience, you may have a more 
agile fail fast and learn process whereas actually if you're doing what is the next manufacturing technique for a particular product you're much more likely to take a, an R&D type approach where you scan the market find out you know, there's already innovation in manufacturing and so on it does depend but fundamentally the first step is to be very clear about what is important to you and then set about a process of evaluating how the improvements can be met being very clear about what it is you're trying to achieve and then measuring the success of your innovation so it could be a fast cycle it can be a long cycle but it's fundamentally driven by what your business needs yeah and i guess it then goes back to that sort of preparatory you know are you i guess ready for the innovation and having those clear steps in place so are you able to talk about any recent client engagements that you've been involved with and if there's any kind of insight you can talk about how they got ready for change and possibly what issues they might have had to overcome? Yeah, there's a client that we're engaged with at the moment who have a long history of technological change. They have spent a lot of money re-engineering their organisation, not always successfully, through big programmes of change often labelled innovation because it's new technology being brought in. And one of the fundamental learnings that we've taken from that organisation is, is that the need to maintain momentum. If you are undertaking large programmes of change, which can be, can be very innovative, in that case they needed to uh, showcase and highlight the change more often than the, in the reality of it happening. So if you go to a large organisation and say, we're going to change your entire billing and ERP system, this is a process that could take quite a few years, depending on the organization. But if you can showcase through that period lots of key steps and achievements and momentum and improvements throughout the organization, this is actually a really interesting sort of psychological boost to the organization, the people, the teams, in particular the, the management. They see progress in, in short steps, lots of lots of short steps. And this type of momentum and building of momentum keeps up morale, it keeps the management and the executives of the organization comfortable that progress is being made. Whereas historically, organizations used to go off into a shed for six months and come back with a very large bill and say, we've changed something and the executives wouldn't see any different. So I think the innovation cycles that we see now, even on very large programs, they have to be seen to be innovative. As humans, we're, we're, we're much more immediate in our need for satisfaction these days because if you have a question you know often people will reach for their phones or laptops and, and google it straight away yeah. um, we have become accustomed to having the answers quickly and you know technology can be done like that but it's, as historically has not been it's been a very slow change process so one thing we are seeing much more is, is that even in large programs you can be innovative about how you communicate you know you're changing the way you communicate and showcasing the, the fact that your organization's changing in lots and lots of small steps rather than great big bounds that, where there's silence for months on end and then something happens which is to some insignificant, to others very significant. You sort of talked about innovation there and, and new technologies. Obviously, there's a, there's a huge amount going on with sort of technological advancements and, and that driving innovation. But how does a business decide what to adopt? Because I think it's very easy just to sort of jump on the bandwagon and say, right, yes, we, we need to adopt that technology, but it, it might not necessarily be right for them, I guess. Well, I think there are specialist technologies for specialist organisations, and clearly 
if you're a regulated business, for instance, you, you, you need to entrust your technology platforms to partners that are used to operating in that space. So that naturally limits and will, will constrain perhaps some of the choices that you have. However, what we are seeing is, is, is the technology and architectures being adopted that are easy to change and easy to continually transform. The landscape of technology is changing all of the time. Hence, people using cloud-based services, software as a service, where possible. So therefore, the continuous improvements are built into that platform, so they don't need to think about it. So these types of modular, distributed architecture, reducing risk, so not necessarily having to own all of the technology, being able to license technology and not be threatened by that risk, perhaps developing what I call middleware um, as an old term, but it means that, that your differentiator is developed by yourself. The common parts of uh, your capability can be reusing other services. So, you know, the, the car industry is a great example of this, where they have a common manufacturing infrastructure for the basics. And then particularly the VW group, they then make a differential on all of the extra bits. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a Seat, a, 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 um, a Skoda, a Volkswagen and an Audi, in many cases, are the same car, the basis, at the core. But, of course, they're very different customer propositions um, between those brands. And companies should be more and more thinking about their innovation technology being like that, reusing the bits that are simpler, more straightforward, that can be used, and then differentiating uh, themselves directly by doing something, either building code that makes them a differentiator and not building code that is just available off the shelf. So technology these days is a combination of off-the-shelf products and your own special source for one sort of mm. And I guess really sort of developing partnerships as well. There's obviously been always talk about sort of getting the right partners on, on board, but I guess by, by selecting the right partnerships and innovation partners, then you're able to work together. And as you say, cherry, cherry pick, I guess, what's right for you. Partners should be, you know, augmentation and an addition to your arsenal. You know, you may find partners are there to take away the mundane, perhaps. Or if a partner is a, a key differentiator, you know, we, we often say that partnerships are great. Um, you can have exclusivity of a partnership. But if it's a key differentiator for your product and your portfolio, then that, that is also a risk for your business because that partner may not always be there. So, you know, the, the real differentiator should be something under your own control. Of course, there is, there is opportunity and growth and, and strength in partnerships too. So recognizing your key partnerships versus ones that are there to take away your pain. You know, a partnership that adds and differentiates is a positive thing, and as, but as long as it's there, uh, you know, and making sure that you recognize that part of your proposition as well. Absolutely. And who do you think should be responsible for innovation within a large business or even within a smaller business how how should that work well i think there's two parts to that i think the executive of an organization should be very clear about what the priority is for the business and what i mean by that is is that where there are challenges those need to be very clear what those challenges are where there are opportunity the same and then i suppose the person's responsible for innovation at least ideation around that is everybody in the organization so If you are very clear as an employee about what your organization is doing and you can think of a new way of doing that, then you should be be capable and there should be a mechanism for you to raise that to the the executive for it to be sponsored as a a project or uh, however you plan to address it. But I think the innovation cycle needs the head of the business. 
that says, you know, this is how we're going to enable innovation and change in our organization. So you have to have a, a facility, a mechanic for people to bring these ideas and bring them mm. forward to be executed on in your organization. And I do think they need to be done centrally because if you're going to do, you're going to changing your organization, you need to, especially these days with the, the amount of technology in business, if you're changing technology to innovate, it needs to be done centrally and under the watchful eye of the executive who are jointly responsible for change and progress in their organization. I don't think it should, I certainly don't think it should sit with a, a CTO or a CIO. They may be responsible for delivering the technology as part of that innovation, but the innovation sits at the executive as a whole, in my view. Yeah, so I guess really part of that is then to develop an innovative or an innovation mindset across the business and it's about listening and encouraging, I guess. So do you think any business can sort of transform to become more innovative? Yeah, absolutely. I think it all comes down to the people. Mm. And in particular, the board and the shareholders, the investors, being willing to allow that innovation and support that innovation in the, for the future. I think there are challenges on culture and the way things that have been done. I think perhaps um, so in some cases, the fastest way to be, for businesses to become innovative is to either uh, change the management or have uh, a catalyst to, to innovation and change to showcase what is possible. So uh, companies like, you know, like Digital Works, we, we are an organization that helps uh, catalyze change and innovation in organizations by coming in and not, not so much disrupting, but showing an alternative way providing methodologies and processes for organizations to be able to adopt. I also think there's a bit of a fear of innovation in terms of competition. But the reality is, is that you know, there are very few secrets in industry these days. And those that are secret are very highly guarded by those organizations. Who, and they know how to innovate anyway. There is often a fear of, well, if I innovate, if I change, if I communicate what I'm doing, then my competition will see that. And that's true, they probably will, but they, even if you tried to keep it secret, secretly, would probably find out anyway. You know, being very open about how to change and be innovative in your organization, communicating that. This is where we bring as a catalyst, as Digital Works, is to say, right, let's get some momentum. Let's build communication. Let's talk about doing things differently and build the confidence of an organization. So absolutely, any organization can be innovative. It's just that the, the executives and the shareholders and the, the people within it need to be more open to embracing a new way of doing things. Absolutely. And I guess then that's about finding your own stream and your own way of doing things and allowing people to kind of run with that. Yeah. Have you got any final bits for businesses looking to focus on their innovation? Yeah, I think before you innovate as an organisation, there are two things to be very, very clear about. One is where are your challenges and what are they? And be really, really clear about things that are preventing you from doing what you want to do as, an, as your, you have your strategic direction, you have your end goals. What is stopping you getting there? And then finally, uh, the final point is, is sort of the opposite of that, is what are those opportunities? What are those things that you see you can do? So, you know, your organizations sort of have this, I can't do this because of something else. Be clear about what it is you want to achieve and what are stopping you. There are two ways you can innovate and change around those is by fixing the things that are stopping you or ignoring them and going off and doing the stuff anyway and just re-engineering your way around those problems rather than fixing them. So 
my advice before they look to innovate is just be very, very clear about what it is you want to achieve and what are the priorities. Yeah, that makes total sense. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Rich. Certainly no lots problem. to think about and speak to you soon. Okay, thank you.